Come in. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. Well, you know what they say about the fittest? goodness good gracious good gracious good morning this is young persons radio right here on radio free brooklyn i am your host colby smith this is the only program where you the listener are guaranteed to be cooler than the host that's right we were away last week and uh now we're back and stronger than ever that's we took a week to uh to recharge i guess uh you know look 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 i had i had work stuff do last week all right now we're back we're back young persons radio this is the first of the power lineup of uh of uh talk shows on radio free brooklyn that come to you live every sunday this is the first live show of the day we are followed at 11 o'clock by points of order the great sports talk show the only sports talk show you should be listening to if you could only pick one sports sports talk show it should be that one at noon they are followed by the stroll show where uh, the hosts interview local bands and uh, uh, play some play some tunes. That's at noon. Followed at 1 p.m. by Objection to the Rule, which is Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning talk show, uh, political talk show circuit. Uh, so that is uh, hosted by Ori Givens, uh, who who used to hear uh, previous to my show as a part of Queer State of Mind, uh, but a uh, schedule change up now uh, a couple weeks ago, and now we are preceded by Art Star Scene Radio. So we welcome... All of the holdover listeners from the re-air of Art Star scene that airs before ours. But this is Young Persons Radio. I have a big announcement, big announcement for all the listeners of Young Persons Radio this morning. And that is, as of today, you can now email me at ypr at radiofreebrooklyn.org.org. If you are listening to this show, you have probably found it either via the TuneIn app or RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Don't email YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Email YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. And I will pledge right now, I will pledge right now, the first five emails I receive to that, uh, to that address, I will read on air no matter what they say. No matter what they say, how long they are, it could take a full episode to read. I will read the first five emails that I receive at YPR at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. So get, uh, get, your, get your fan mail in. It doesn't even have to be fan mail. It could be anything. I will read them on the air, I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's going to be great. I also want to lis- uh, 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 welcome our international Listeners, I know that uh, from looking at my my download stats for the first time, or I guess the second time, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, that most of our listeners are, of course, from the U.S. Second place is Japan, and third place, by a long shot, is Russia. I'm sitting on a couple hundred downloads from Moscow. 
So I can only imagine there's just like a guy in the Kremlin sitting at his desk, just being like, <laughs> bringing it up at a meeting. Just like, uh, Sergey, have you checked out Young Person's radio from Radio Free Brooklyn? There's this guy, Colby, who talks to a bird lady. And then his buddy Tim calls up and harasses the bird lady. <laughs> I can only imagine why this show is appealing to Russia. And I, 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 I feel like I just alienated all of the, any listeners I had in Russia by doing that terrible, terrible voice. But welcome. Welcome, everybody. We have a, a, a big show planned for today here on Young Persons Radio. Kantad uh, Svensgard is in the studio. We're going to be talking to him very shortly. We're going to be talking all about the landscape of, uh, of classic sitcoms. Why? Because I, I have found I am, I am looking back uh, more and more uh, this morning, uh, or this morning, in, in general, uh, because you know you, you you follow you follow the media at all. It's like this. It, everybody's talking about the age of peak TV, right? This was a phrase that was coined by the FX uh, channel president uh, John Langraff, who is a, a super smart uh, dude. Maybe the only one, <laughs> maybe the only smart media executive. Anyway, there's like four to five hundred original scripted shows being produced this year, and uh, none of them. It, the 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 land the media landscape is so fractured that it's easy to be nostalgic for a time when when there were only a handful of channels and the the, the sitcoms were something that everybody could kind of talk about together. So I think what we're what we're doing today is sort of paying homage to that uh, that era, which is now uh, forgotten because of just the 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 sheer volume of uh, of television that is that is out there. Uh, so we're going to be talking all about uh, classic sitcoms for the bulk of the show. We're going to be playing some clips, uh, and it's going to be really great. I also want to mention, before we get started, uh, that two weeks ago, our most recent show, I want to thank, uh, again, Joe Darlington, uh, a.k.a. Head of Section, uh, the host of Being James Bond, the podcast, for calling in and, uh, and talking to me for an interview for our Roger Moore tribute episode, the dearly departed uh, James Bond actor, beloved by many, including me and, uh, and my guest today. Uh, so if you uh, if you did not catch that, you can, of course, go to our archives uh, at RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. RFB.NYC slash YPR is the quickest address. That's RFB.NYC slash YPR to catch up on that episode. You can also hear that interview uh, in the Being James Bond podcast stream. Uh, Joe included... Our interview last week as a special bonus episode of his podcast, which is the most recent. He he put it up on Tuesday of this week, past week, uh, so you can go check that out. He has a, a lot of nice things to say about the show. So if you're interested in hearing those, uh, you can of course check that out over at beingjamesbond.com. So if you did tune into that episode, you will know that I we had some uh, we had some technical issues in the studio that week, which rendered some of the tech I had planned uh, uh, inoperable. Unfortunately, uh, and I was very, uh, I was very bummed about it. However, everything is back to normal this week, uh, so I want to, you know, at the, at the risk of muddying the waters of uh, of the content of this week's episode, I do want to play um, a little bit of a tribute to Roger Moore that I made uh, since I I went through all the trouble of uh, making it. So we're going to listen to that. Uh, we're going to take that quick break, and then we will be back shortly with Kantad Svensgard. Stay tuned. This is Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am your host, Colby Smith, and here is our tribute, our highlight reel uh, 
uh, tribute to Roger Moore. I must warn you, I'm Roger Moore. Ooh. Roger Moore. He has a tremendous sense of humor and is very good at skating. He skates lightly over his own life and persona, and he does that in his work, too. Quite honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I just go there and say the line. Well, say the line, you know, my name is Bob, and, and start running, because everyone was chasing me. <laughs> and there was never any feeling of tremendous uh, rampant sexuality. It was always seduction and with a very, very light touch and a smile. Uh, um, I, with, with the women, I think the difference between, between Sean and, 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 and Roger was that, that Sean machoed them into bed and, and Roger laughed them into it. Molly Penny, a feast for my eyes. What about the rest of you? Well, I was going to get around to that. Were you at all worried about being typecast as a special agent? So, no, I wasn't worried about having the, the image. I, I, I played the hero. Tom, what do you think you're doing? Keeping the British end up, sir. Nobody does me pleasure. Makes me feel sad for the rest. Nobody does it half as good as you, baby. Sweet sounds of Carly Simon singing Nobody Does It Better. The title track, title track, title song from the 1977 Bond outing, Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, See, can't you imagine how much more impactful that would have been had it come at the end of an hour of just talking about Roger Moore? (laughs) And then we've got the, you know, Michael Caine there talking about his good buddy. Oh, man, that, that would have been great. So just in your memory of the James Bond episode, put that at the end. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, Radio Free Brooklyn is brought to you completely. Uh, good God, marble mouth this morning. I want to remind everybody that Radio Free Brooklyn is brought to you completely independently. We are a nonprofit station. We do not ask. Uh, we don't sell ads. Uh, we don't do any of that corporate nonsense. 
Instead, we are supported entirely by listeners such as yourself. So if you like what you're hearing uh, this morning and elsewhere on the station and you want to know how you can help us out, how you can support what we're doing, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. That's RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to learn how you can support the station with a one-time donation, a monthly donation. It's completely up to you. There are a lot of ways for you to get involved. If you want to sponsor this show in particular, which helps us deal with some of the administrative costs of keeping this particular show going, you can go to rfb.nyc slash YPR, uh, the link I mentioned earlier in reference to our archives. And you can click the link at the bottom of the page that says sponsor this show. That's rfb.nyc slash YPR. You can also check out, while you're at it, our great partner, Secondhand Records, which is located right above the station at 1345 DeKalb Avenue in Brooklyn. That is just about a 10-minute walk from the DeKalb Avenue stop on the L train and very, very close to the Central Avenue stop on the M train. The shop opens at noon today, uh, so swing on by, get your last-minute Father's Day gifts in. These The records make terrific Father's Day gifts, and if your dad is anything like my dad, he would just love a good old-fashioned Kicks record. Right? K-I-X, Kicks. Check them out. They are something. Now, my guest today is a very, very funny improviser, actor, and writer who just happens to be a teammate of mine on the sketch improv team, Big Britches. I am so excited to welcome to the show Mr. Kentad Svensgard. Ah, there he is. Oh, sorry, your mic's a little hot there. A little hot. Coming yeah, in that's, hot. That's my bad. That's my Sunday bad. morning heat. There we, there we go, right about there. Glad to be here. Right about there. How's that going? That's perfect. That's all perfect. right, all right. How are you this morning, Kentad? I am glad to be here, Colby. Yes. I'm excited. I, uh, I can't wait for our discussion, and uh, I never realized... You never realize how big a place is like Brooklyn uh-huh. until you have to try to get somewhere on a Sunday morning uh, without a car. It is becoming, I, I would just say this, it is becoming a ritual for my show that I have a guest come here, you know, for a 10 o'clock show, which, you know, I, I understand is early on a Sunday for me apologizing for how bad the trains are, <laughs> especially for those outside of the area in the summertime when the MTA decides to do a lot of their uh, repair work and renovations, uh, and it's uh, it just screws everybody up. I was actually on a shuttle bus this morning. Yeah. That was like like part of the train trip was a shuttle yeah. bus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so great. Yeah. But so I appreciate you making the trip out. Oh, I had to. This is this is so exciting. I'm excited. So you and I have been talking about this for a little while now. Uh, this idea for a show, which is essentially a a guide through uh, the classic uh, TV sitcoms of years gone by. Uh, because, you know, one of the things that's interesting to me is with the exception of possibly the detective shows like Columbo and Rockford uh, uh, or even like Hill Street Blues a little later on, when people talk about classic TV, a lot of the times they talk about the comedies. They yeah. don't so much talk about the dramas. I think it's it's only in like the late ni- 90s and then into like the, uh, you know, the West Wing, Sopranos, Wire era that, that TV dramas, I think, just became like the most memorable like they they overtook comedies as being like this the the like water cooler thing that everybody kind of gathered around. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. I think they uh they had several points though where you know even comedies weren't the big thing. Yeah, and then you know it, they had several revivals uh, mm-hmm. over the decades. But but you do think back to classic comedies more so than dramas. I think so. I think you're correct on that. So you, I, I, we, we talked about uh, you assembling a list 
yeah. of your top 10 uh, classic sitcoms. Now, yeah. I want to go over the criteria for a second before we unveil the list. Okay. Okay. It has to be a, a multicam format filmed in front of a live studio audience. Right. It has to have, hap- it has to have premiered before 1990, so Friends right. and Seinfeld and oh. everything afterwards. Yeah. Which, you know, to some viewers, I mean, they might go, oh, but there's so many great ones. But uh, I, yeah. I, I want to call it class. I want classic to have me. Right, right. And uh, uh, it has to be uh, live action. So no Simpsons. Right. Yeah. Which I think is fair. I think The Simpsons is like, The Simpsons, everybody kind of agrees that The Simpsons is perfect. Right. You know? Right. Those first like, like 12 years <laughs> are pretty untouchable. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we're, we're doing okay with excluding The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. So do you want to read the list, or should I read it? I have them here. Uh, I'll, I'll read the list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do it in chronological order, okay. because I, didn't, I, I, I could not say number one versus, yeah. you know, totally. I, could, I couldn't rank these. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with the classic of all classics, I Love Lucy. Of course. Of course. Um, really tough for me not to put the Honeymooners on this list, but I only have ten spots. Uh-huh. That would have been another classic. Yeah. Yeah. show of that time this that is I, the, I would have included. This but is Jackie Gleason. This is the To the Moon Alice, yeah. right? Yeah. Ed Norton, uh-huh. uh, Ralph Ed Cramden. Norton? <laughs> Ed Norton, Ralph Cramden, you yeah. know, that, that thing. Uh, but uh, anyway, I Love Lucy gets the classic, classic spot. Uh-huh. Uh, also, one more classic, classic spot that I put on there was Dick Van Dyke show. Yes. I have uh, something from that I want to play in a little bit. I love the Dick Van Dyke show, and I... Uh, I actually didn't have Mary Tyler Moore show on this list. Yeah. Uh because I wanted one or the other which just my own little silly criteria in my head but uh-huh. uh I as a comedian and a writer, you know, Dick Van Dyke that show had right. more uh more appeal to me although Mary Tyler Moore show does have you know some of the classic funniest scenes of all time. Oh yeah, yeah. So. I also think Mary Tyler Moore Mary Tyler Moore gets a lot of play. Now. I mean not only because she she passed away at the beginning of the year. Uh, but also because I think it's uh, it's it's it, it's very progressive for the era it came out. I mean, and for today, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it was very ahead of its time in terms of its like sexual politics, and it was a sh- it was a show about a divorced woman, right. you know, and uh, she was like a working professional, uh, you know, which uh, which you know gets a lot of uh, appreciation these days, particularly in the you know socio political climate we're in. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. Uh, so go on. So uh, already, already we're out of the 60s, and we're yeah. into the, the heavy part of my list, which is uh, I found to be dominated by shows from the 70s. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and please forgive me all the, the shows from the 50s, uh, you know, the Leave it to Beavers and, and whatnot, but uh-huh. I'm, you know, I, this is where I think uh, sitcoms sort of grew up here yeah. in the 70s. Uh, so uh, starting in 1971, we had All in the Family. Mm-hmm. Norman Lear classic. Yeah. Uh, on my list is uh, something that started in 1974 called Happy Days. Perhaps you heard of that one. Yes. Uh, I just, you know, realized a lot of my, my list is dominated by Norman Lear because the next show on my list is Good Times, another uh, Norman Lear classic. Mm-hmm. And then the next show is The Jeffersons, another Norman Lear classic. Uh so I guess he influenced me a lot uh, uh, during my youth. Uh, Did you? Uh, he he put a book out at the end of last year, I believe. Have not read it. Uh, I I have it. I haven't cracked it yet. What, I, like most books I buy, uh, yeah. I'm very <laughs> slow reader. Yeah, I I I think it'll probably be a fascinating book. I did watch 
his uh, remake on Netflix of One Day at a Time, oh. which, by the way, was really good. Oh, Su- yeah? Surprisingly good to me. Okay. I didn't really like the original show that much. Uh-huh. Uh, Interesting. Uh, I, this completely got by me. I, I would watch it. It, okay. it, it's, uh, it has uh, Justina Machado, who uh-huh. was in Six, uh, six Degrees. It's not Six Degrees. Six Feet Under. Right. And, uh, and Rita Moreno. So oh, uh, it's, it, it, it's great. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's finish out my list here. Uh, then we got Three's Company, which premiered in 1977. Uh, we also have this is my this is my maybe my favorite on the list, even though it was the the show that lasted the least amount of time. Soap. Yes. Uh, so this is if I could just for a moment. Soap. Talking about soap is what I think kicked off yeah. the idea for this episode uh, yeah. because I had never heard of soap. And I so I watched some of it too after after you had recommended it to me, and it's incredible. Yeah, it's so unique. It, it's there's no show that really has been like it since. To yeah. be honest with you. So just to give just to give context, so this this premiered when uh, this premiered back in 1977, and it it had a shorter run than than these others uh, yeah. that we're talking about, but it was essentially a prime time parody of daytime soap operas right with like alien abductions and like uh, uh what else like it's it was serialized first of all which is very yeah. uncommon for prime time at that point it was like very very episodic like you could come in at any point and just know exactly what was going on but this was like one one episode followed the other yeah uh, two families the tates and the yeah. campbells yeah. uh and it, as the it, sister, there were sisters, yeah. like the, the wives in the two families were sisters. sisters. One is upper class and one is uh, like more working class. Yeah. Um, could we just jump in with this one? Because I, I have a clip uh, from this that I wanted to play. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. So this is from the this is from the pilot episode. And it's set up like very, very much the same as as a soap opera. But it's uh, like everything. All the plot points are punchlines instead Jessica of like, uh, you know dramatic Jessica turns lives right. in a neighborhood known as rich so this is the Jessica intro like- i'm going to skip ahead so this is the this is the uh, the campbells uh talking in their kitchen mr and mrs yes i think it's time we had a talk about what something's been troubling you 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 just haven't been yourself lately well it's the boys i don't think we're getting along I know you want them to like you, Bert, but that's not the problem. I mean, I know it's been rough on them up with their father committing suicide, us getting married, but still I thought they could replace my own sons. That's not the problem, Bert. That's not it. Are you kidding? Not seeing my own sons for 15 years? Do you know how hard that is? I know, but that's not it. 15 years since you took my kids and moved to Hawaii because she decides, I don't have enough class. She can do better. So she moves to Hawaii. That's where she's going to find class. Forget about it. I got news for you. You know what she found? A bunch of short, fat guys wearing loud shirts. That's what she found. <laughs> so she moves to Hawaii. The music alone is enough to keep you away from that island. That's not it. That's not the problem, Bert. Your ex-wife is not the problem. Well, what do you mean? It's not just my wife. What about your sister and her family? They're not a problem. The high and mighty taste looking down on me because I work with my hands. That jerk Chester in his tweets. A man who will jump on anything with a pulse, and he's got class. <laughs> And that's why I'm not going there for dinner tonight. You are going there for dinner tonight, Bert. Chester and Jessica are not the problem. All right, I'll go, but only because I love you. (laughs) I love you, Mary. And I haven't been able to make love to you. That's the problem. (laughs) 
Well, now I've given you all the reasons. Those are not the reasons. Sure, they're the reasons I lie in bed trouble over all those things. Bert, all those things have been going on for a long time. They're not suddenly the reasons. They're not? They're not. I was sure they were. Bert, listen. When you're ready to talk, I'll be here. And, and I'll understand, I promise you. I love you. So there's nothing in the world so terrible that I wouldn't understand. There's nothing you wouldn't understand. I could tell you anything, and there's nothing you wouldn't understand. I love you. <laughs> How can I tell you your husband didn't commit suicide? That he didn't kill himself? That he was a criminal who did terrible things, and I killed him out of love for you? How in the world can I tell you I killed your husband, and you'd understand? <laughs> <laughs> it's the 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 parody it's amazing how familiar we all still are with daytime soaps because right. that that has lost none of its like 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 you know exactly what's going on in that uh, yeah it's it's so great and i i, I gotta give one of the best uh, everything came together for this show uh those two actors Catherine damon and uh I, I believe that was Richard Mulligan, who uh-huh. was also in a show called Empty Nest. But uh, they are so great as Bert and Mary. Oh, man. Uh, he, the whole cast. so funny. Uh, uh, Robert Guillaume as Benson with, yes. the, with the wisecracks in yeah. that show. Yeah. He, uh, is the, uh, he is like the butler for the rich family. Right. Yeah. And uh, also he had a spinoff uh, that lasted several years also. Oh, was it just he, called Benson? It was called yeah, Benson, yeah. and he worked for the governor of California in that <laughs> one. But uh, – <laughs> But uh, just the whole cast, uh, uh, young Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, who's, uh, he's the gay son of the, the, the working-class family, right? Yeah. Which I, I have yeah. a funny clip on, on my little list, oh, if, all if right. you can find it. All I don't right. know. Yeah, I've got it. it. I got uh, it here. I've got it here. Which one is it? Is it uh, oh, I see. Is it Mary and Bert, Bert going crazy? No, it no? is not. It is the link for, uh, there's one run, uh, Jody and Jessica. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, here we go. Jody is Billy Crystal. Jessica is played by Catherine Hellman. Go go. to Wix.com. Great. Great. Create. No no ads. No ads. No No ads. Wix.com. Jody. All right, here we go. You're going to get married, huh? Yeah, it uh, looks that way. Isn't that nice? Yeah. I guess that means you're not gay. No, Aunt Jessica, it doesn't. You know, Jody, when we were younger, there was no such thing as homosexuals. Yes, there were, Aunt Jessica. The homosexuals go way back in history. Who? Alexander the Great was gay. Uh, Plato was gay. Plato? <laughs> Mickey Mouse's dog was gay? <laughs> Jessica, would you be very offended if I didn't continue this conversation? <laughs> oh, Mary. Yes, what, Jess? Did they, will you ask Eric B about his affair? <laughs> Did you ask Bert about his affair? No. Listen, I know you two mean to be helpful, but it's my marriage, and I have to handle this my own way. You're right, Mary. You're absolutely right. Mickey Mouse had a gay dog? <laughs> there uh, we go. 
I, I that that scene kills me. I, yeah, that's, so this that's uh Jessica Tate, yeah. right? Is uh uh the 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 like the richer wife character, right? And uh, she's a bit of an airhead that one. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? They do it so well on that show because they have several yeah. they have several airhead type characters. Uh-huh. Uh So well written though that it it it's not like you know this farcical thing. It's just this really smart. Yeah. Yeah, Once if, yeah. If it's, if it's like a tool, you know, to like being used to make like a larger, yeah, a larger point. That's fine. You know, it's it's so funny because you can see the difference between like something like that and just like a like a uh, just like a stock like clown character. Right, you right. know what I mean? Like, there's a lot more. There's a lot more going on exactly uh, here. But let's continue on. Uh, let's continue on the list. So uh, for for reference, Kantad, um, I uh, out of curiosity, a couple years ago there was a. Uh, um, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, released their list of the 101 uh, greatest, uh, the best written uh, shows of all time. Oh, okay. And so I pulled from that list the sitcoms uh, that uh, uh, meet your criteria of multicam before 1990 and live action. And the crossover is, uh, there's a lot. <laughs> so we have All in the Family is number one for yeah. them. Uh, then Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Then Cheers. Yep. Then I Love Lucy. Then The Dick Van Dyke Show. Then Taxi. Okay. Then yeah. The Cosby Show, The Honeymooners, Bob Newhart Show, and The Wonder Years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of crossover with your list. Okay. There. Nice. Although I wouldn't count uh, Wonder Years as a, uh, a multicam. I think that was sort of one of the first shows that was more like a... Oh, fair. Fair, yes. But, uh, I mean, it... it Still a great show. Yeah. yeah. But just on my particular list, my personal list here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you have, you, we've, let's, uh, what, what was the other one? You had to finish out the list. Yeah. It's just two more. And then I also want to read my honorable mentions. Yes. Yes. There's so much that I couldn't get on this list. So uh, the, the next two are uh, Cheers. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Great show. And it did go into the 90s, but it started in 1982. So yeah. It, yeah. it counts definitely for this list. Uh, and uh, last but not least, which was kind of a debate for me, uh, was the Cosby Show, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, for current reasons, yeah, you look back on differently. Yes, uh, but it's tough to talk about now, especially when the mistrial was announced, yeah. like yesterday, yeah, or the day before, yeah, yeah. Uh, but at its time, groundbreaking, uh, just charming. It's a really oh, yeah. good show. It's, it's a really yeah, good show. It is. I that. That maybe all we'll say is, is yeah. that it's a really good show. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and that's you know a lot of people worked on. It, yeah, you know <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, uh, you know, there is a um, uh, we talk about all in the family uh, earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it, it along with Mary Tyler Moore, it kind of I think it gets pointed to a lot in that that era of being like very progressive in terms of uh, right. what it was doing with the sitcom format and sort of making a larger cultural political point. Um, have you heard uh, the clip of Nixon talking to Haldeman about All in the Family? Oh, no, this should be great. Uh, it is as follows. Oh, there's another ad. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, uh, we're almost there. 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 There we go. Okay, here we go. I saw Joe Bob the other day. I was trying to him in the damn baseball game, and then the CBS, I gave him off, and CBS came on with the movie. That too. Magnificent, handsome guys and a stupid old fellow in it. They're glorifying homosexuality. Okay, panel, sir. 
No. No, that's a regular show. It's on every week. And usually it's just set in the in the guy's home. And it's usually just that guy who's a hard hat. That's right. He's a hard hat. He always is. He's a hard hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was Haldeman. You said? Yeah, it was. It was Nixon talking to Haldeman about how he stumbled across an episode of All in the Family, and he's upset that they were glorifying uh, homosexuality. Wow. On it, and so his reasoning is. Downgrade him and upgrade the hippie son-in-law. <laughs> Oh, Nixon. And then he goes on to talk about how uh, uh, the reason the reason the Roman Empire crumbled is because <laughs> the last six emperors were gay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, people say, uh, you know, TV can change the world. And maybe it can. Wow. Maybe it can just make Nixon angry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's that's special. Yeah. That's yeah. all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So let me let me ask you about some that, one in particular that I know is not on your list um, that is on the WGA list that I'm not not as nuts about myself, which is Taxi. Yeah, I enjoyed Taxi. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the finest ensemble casts. Yeah, uh, you can find. Yes. So you got Judd Hirsch as the lead. Uh, Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. Uh, you had uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. You had yeah. Christopher Lloyd. You had Tony Danza. And uh, Danny DeVito. Danny right? DeVito. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that was a funny show, you know, a workplace comedy uh, set at the cab uh, company. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it it was good. I, I For some reason, it just didn't, doesn't stick with me as one yeah. of my all-time favorites. Same. I mean, I, I've seen episodes of it here and there, and it's I, I really like the, the framework of it, which is this this uh, workplace where everybody wants to be somewhere else, you right. know? Um, yeah. But there, I've ha- I have this with a lot of James L. Brooks stuff like like terms of endearment i think is like this also uh which is that it's they they're very like promising and then there's just something about them that like it just shifts off the rails very slightly to the point where uh it just it doesn't click for me yeah uh there's another i'm well now i'm not sure but in my head i think this was a james l brooks show which was the uh bob newhart show Yes, it's another uh, workplace yeah. Yeah. Uh, type of type of comedy. Um, I think I actually enjoyed that probably a little more than Taxi, but still not. And he was a shrink, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He had yeah. like his little group that he uh, yeah. sat and talked with. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that that was uh, that was an enjoyable show, but not on my list. Uh, yeah. So let's. Oh, are we? Uh, are we? Uh, I thought I heard a call come in. By the way, I should mention. I don't think I've given the phone number out. If you want to call in and join us, it's nine zero four six zero six zero eight four two is our number nine zero four six zero six zero eight four two. Please give us a ring if you want to uh, join in the convo. Uh, so let's talk about uh, uh, some of the other ones on here. Uh, one I want to definitely get to is uh, the Dick Van Dyke Show. Yeah. Uh, because probably my favorite TV comedy of all time is Thirty Rock. Yeah, and I didn't realize until we were preparing for this how much of debt that owes to Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, because for those of you who don't know, it is a show about a TV writer uh, balancing his work and family life. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is very similar uh, to that. And also, I was struck by this. You know, watch I watched it yesterday, and they they uh, it's even written very. Thirty Rock is written very closely to it, and that usually there's a character who has all the lines that are driving the story forward or the plot, 
and then a handful of other characters in the scene just kind of making jokes against that right. guy. And if, right. if, uh, if I could be so bold, there is a clip that I think uh, illustrates that quite well, which hey, Joe, uh, I am going to play now. This is beautiful. He reads his philosophical stuff. Now, will you tell me what is the matter with ending the show with an epigram or an aphorism? Aphorism? Huh? Uh. <laughs> All right, so maybe I didn't go to college like somebody else in this room. Here comes the anti-egghead bit. All I know is I can rely on my 25, 25 years in show business. All right, fellas, will you break it up? Will you break it up, please? I got a date with an unmarried accountant, and I want to get there before he gets married. <laughs> and besides, uh, let's not forget that Melvin Cooley is the producer of this show. Melvin Cooley has I just walked in. I you overstepping yourselves. What you're trying to determine is policy, right? And I think that's the producer's domain. After all, he is the guiding genius of this show. And Mr. Cooley is paid to produce the show because... Because he's a star's brother-in-law. Right. <laughs> All right, how long have you been spying on us, Curly? <laughs> Rob, as the producer of this show, once more, I must insist that you instruct your staff to show me a little respect. We're showing you as little respect as possible. <laughs> what can we do for you, Mel? I came here to invite you to a party. Hey, a party! When, 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 when? When's the party? When? Uh, Rob, the party's tonight at Allen's. He's giving a little dinner for a few of the network executives. And you mean the star wants us to mingle with them? Oh, yes, you may bring your wives, dates, or what have you. Oh, goody, I'll bring my what have you. I beg you. <laughs> well, he's not exactly a what have you. He's more of a what is it? Uh, what about him? Him will be there with bells on. If it's cold, I'll wear something warmer. <laughs> That's just great uh, stuff. Good writing. <laughs> yeah. It's just mean? really, just clear, just like simple setup payoff jokes. And it holds up. You know, uh, some of the shows that I, I, I loved, I, I, uh, I looked at again, and I, I was like, you know what? This doesn't hold up quite as well as, as I remembered when mm. I watched it. Like uh, Married with Children. Mm -hmm. was one on my list that I, you know, at the time, it was just the greatest thing. Right. And now the jokes kind of fall, I mean, it's still funny to me, but it, right. it kind of falls flat compared to, you know, something like that where yeah. it's just classic and it, and it lasts all the way through. Yeah. We have a caller on the line. Can all right. So I'm going to bring them on right now. Uh, caller, uh, welcome to the show. Can you hear me? a little bit ago, but I think I dialed the wrong number. It's Marta. Hello, Marta. Hey, Marta. How are you? It's nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I try, I also tried calling last... No, I didn't try calling last week. I listened last week, and then... So, no, this, I've heard this episode. Yeah, we had a we had a rerun last week, and uh, there's a decent chance we might have another one next week. I'm trying to... It's a, you know, June's a, June's a busy month for me, unfortunately. That's okay. That's good. But we're back. We're live today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking about sitcoms. You know it. That's a good topic. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Marta. Thank you. There was you paused just long enough for me to be like, oh no, she hates it. <laughs> it's no, another no. Disney one. Do you have a favorite classic no, no. sitcom? <laughs> oh. Yeah, um, uh, let's see. I loved All in the Family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you like, uh, yeah, how'd you like a... Nixon talking about it just now? 
I, I, I didn't hear because I dialed the wrong number. Oh, okay. And then I ran to the other room, and then I found the number, and then I went through the hallway, and my neighbor's playing loud Guyanese, okay. some sort of music, and then I got to the roof. Oh, good. You're, oh, so you're on your roof right now? Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I hope it's. Uh, hope you're keeping cool in this humidity. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. I, I think I, I think I might go to the beach. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. We're Wait, talking. The go ahead. Are the trains all messed up? Yes. So uh, Cantad had some trouble with the F and the G today. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Uh, if you live off of either of those, but. Uh... Oh, that's terrible. No, yeah. I'm, I'm fine then. I think I'll be fine. I'm the L, and then I'll probably go to Brighton Beach, so that'll be okay. Oh, very nice. I think the L is running smooth today. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It might be the I only know this time. Is fascinating. This is fascinating uh, radio for the people <laughs> in Russia, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I'm sure. I'm sure the our Russian fans uh, have plenty of complaints about government institutions. <laughs> um, okay, can I tell you a pigeon story? You absolutely can. Okay, so um, I don't know if you have a television, even watching the news or reading the newspaper. Yes. But um, there's this woman who um, who is getting. Uh, sued for feeding pigeons in front of her apartment, and she's my friend. What? And she, yeah, and she's been all over the papers, all over the news, all weekend. And her landlord is suing her for feeding the pigeons. She only there's only like there's only like uh, seven that she feeds, but anyway, she's in Soho, so um, you know it's like on bonds, just this you know whatever the ritzy neighborhood. And so her na- her landlord is doing her. She went in for the. She was like, "Oh, will you come with me?" She's like an older woman, like, "Will you come with me on the first court date?" And I was like, mm, "I don't, I, I don't think I need to come with you." It's like, you know, they're just going to give you another court date. Well, so she she gets home. She makes herself a sandwich. They give her another court date, uh-huh. and she walks out, and there's all these newscasts, people like it's been this like crazy story. Oh my so, god! So of course I'm rooting for her. You should look it up. I just found it on Gothamist. A Soho landlord is suing her tenant for feeding pigeons on her fire escape, claiming the omnipresent winged rats. Okay, it's a little bit of editorializing there. <laughs> <laughs> claiming they are disturbing customers at the boutique below. This. Man, this is not even close. This the writer says this still seems slightly more sanitary than a situation than the one involving the woman who's raising her baby pigeons in her pasta col- in her colander 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 colander. <laughs> I don't know food stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, that's different. Yeah, that's... Oh, what? Oh, hmm, I don't know. By the way, the the both of these stories, the one about the woman who's raising baby pigeons in a pasta colander, uh, or and this one are written by the same. Person at Gotham, so maybe they have a pigeon beat reporter pigeon beat. on staff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, so I don't know. It's pretty. It's it's uh, this pigeon stuff is getting a little out of hand. Oh, she has a quote here. Can I read the quote? Yeah. Your friend says. Uh, they live in a world where every bite counts, so I try and help them in any way I can. I believe that pigeons get a really raw deal, so I decided to stand up for them as best I could. Wow. That's... I love her so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she is amazing. She, like, ran in. She, they were, the reporters were there, and she ran in and got her, like, uh, you know, her animal rights bag and put that on, put her little pigeon hat on, and... <laughs> 
And um, so I, everyone's been seeing it on the news, like with her little pigeon thing and, uh-huh. uh, and calling me. And yeah, so I don't know. You know, she's going to lose. What what can we say? But at least oh. she's like, at least I'm standing up for them for now. And and uh, it's, it's this dumb boutique. And um, yeah, her fire escape uh, uh, is facing the street. So that's a problem. Uh-huh. Um, I just told her to not just like start feeding them like uh, it's something it's called Hansel and Gretel style uh-huh. where you take the you take a handful of seed and then you sprinkle it all down your streets. Um, ah. and that way they're, they're not like gathered in a flock waiting <laughs> because that's when people get mad. I see. I see. Kind of spread the wealth around kind of deal. I yeah, get it. And, it. and it makes them like right now I have like my 50 pigeons on the roof staring at me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's because they know they're going to get fed by me every morning. Um, so, uh, Seriously, it looks just like a scene from The Birds. If someone oh were afraid of pigeons, <laughs> I, they're I, just I... staring at me. They're they're just standing there staring at me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that but I don't have to do the Hansel and Gretel yet until my landlord closes off the roof, which I think he's going to do soon. Oh man! Um, but. Um, Landlords yeah, cracking so down on that's, pigeons. That's what's happening, Colby. Man, this is terrible <laughs> news. So your friend's name is reported in here in the story. Is it Sada? S A A D A. Oh no, that's the landlord. Her oh, name that's is the landlord. Mar- oh, yeah, there she is. Okay, yeah. So what if we do? I have two questions for. Well, I have one question. The first one was, "What's her name?" The second question is, if I put together a Save Margaret benefit concert, right? Would yeah. would you reunite your band that I still don't know what it is? Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to answer. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. But um, but uh, yeah, I I, I kind of want to jump in and really help Margaret, but I I feel like. She's a, you know, it's like a lose, it's a lose, lose. And, and uh-huh. she can't even find a lawyer right now to represent oh. her. They don't want to represent her. So um, she's just like, well, I've got my, you know, pigeon 15 minutes of fame. And I, I spoke out for them, spoke up for them. And, you know, we'll see what happens. So um, we might do some stuff at the, uh, we might do something on that block. Um, some sort of like fun thing with, with, pigeons but ah. uh well but if you if you no, do i'm not getting my band together okay no. okay <laughs> if you do <laughs> if you guys do do anything uh call in and let us know we'll, we'll we'll give it a we'll give it the young person's radio bump okay great and you know what you sh- maybe i should have her call you that is such a great idea have her call you know she have call you have her call in. I probably won't be here next week. I'm still working that out, but uh, I no, will definitely. I small... Wait, I'll have her call you right now. Oh, right now? Okay, sure. Let's see if she can. Okay. Okay, this is like... okay let's see. I'll, call... I'll have... see if she can call you. If not, then we'll wait two weeks. Okay, that sounds great. We'll talk soon, Marta. Bye, Marta. Okay, bye. <laughs> you got a Marta call. That was awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. I, I want to see this concert. I want the band. I want everything. I, 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 I want to know what the band is so yeah. bad. I wish there was a way for me to find out and then just not ever mention it to her again. Mm-hmm. Because I think I can't tell if she hates it or not that I mention it all the time. Bananarama? <laughs> <laughs> My first guess was Blondie. <laughs> like, uh, anyway... 
Kantad, we have a few minutes left in the show. Uh, we have, we're, we're, we're winding down. We have the last like 10 minutes ahead of us. Okay. I want to ask you, uh, oh wait, did we get, are we getting a, oh, we're getting a three, two, one. You know who that, you know what that means? Uh, oh, this is, this is Tim Keck. Tim, 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 are you on the air, Tim? Hey, Colby. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) Oh, how are you, buddy? Because I saw the three, two, one area code, and I was like, "That's Countdown County, baby." <laughs> oh, Countdown County, baby, gave me away again. That's crazy. <laughs> How are you this morning? Oh man, I was doing pretty good until you dedicated the last half hour of your show to some terrorists. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you would have a problem with this. Oh man, I'm so glad. Listen, I've been going to the Soho Boutique for years. <laughs> And I'm so glad they finally took my critiques and criticism to heart. <laughs> well, can we can we give you credit for flying rat? <laughs> yeah, oh, winged, yeah, yeah winged rat. Rats. Quote was me. <laughs> that was a little mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it was a little harsh. I'm glad you can admit you it, Tim. Do, you know, you know, I know it's hard for you to uh, uh, say anything even remotely um, nice about pigeons, but. Uh, I appreciate that you could let us know that that was a mean one. Hey, I don't like pigeons, but they're necessary because their death feeds the sweet, sweet falcons that I formed an alliance with. That's right. I, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, uh, uh, Tim Tim is trying to marshal an army of falcons to defeat uh, to defeat <laughs> Marta's pigeons. Although I will say, Tim, they've got numbers on their side. Yeah, but we have speed and skill. And intellect and an understanding of technology that pigeons just don't have. Do falcons understand technology? Better than pigeons do. <laughs> okay. I want to see your research on that. <laughs> you can check the Gossamist next week. It'll be in there. Tim, any uh, any classic sitcom memories you have? Oh, is that what the show's about today? Oh, my God. I thought it was just promoting to act. Acts of evil oh. in neighborhoods in Just Soho. Big, big man, big about. man, <laughs> big <laughs> tough guy, big tough guy on the air this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I Even if I'm a big tough guy, I just don't want bird crap all over my boutique. All right. <laughs> boutique. <laughs> yeah. See, if, yeah. If I know one thing, if I, if, Whenever... I'm sure the, the listeners know how much Tim Keck uh, goes to Soho boutiques. Yeah. Anyway, you got to go. Well, one for one, Soho has the best boutiques. Sure. I was going to East Village boutiques. No thanks. Mm-hmm. Soho or bust on the boutiques. Soho or bust on the boutiques. All right, but that you know what? Maybe that's a sitcom. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite sitcom. What's a good? sitcom. Man, I keep wanting to say The Cosby Show, but I feel like that's a can of worms that I want to get into. Well, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's a good show. You did? I used to genuinely love that show and was like, wow, and nothing bad's being said. This is great. (laughs) I like that he always made Felicia Rashad laugh. It was beautiful. I like that she laughed at him. It was good. All right, yeah. no one wants to go down. Yeah. <laughs> no, one, no one wants to open this up. Tim, 
Any final words? Um, I don't know. I guess you know. I hung up on. Him. <laughs> it was going to be profound too. I know. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Tim, thanks for calling, and we'll we'll talk soon, buddy. We have a couple minutes left. Katad, I want to do this one thing with you before we go, which is, uh, as I do with every guest, the Young Persons Radio guest questionnaire. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to do these rapid fire because we only have a couple minutes. All right, let's do it. Bar trivia or karaoke? (sighs) That's so tough for me, but I'm going to go karaoke. Karaoke, all right. Now, when you're doing karaoke, open bar or private room? Private room all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best concert you ever saw? Uh, so many, but I'll, I'll give it to Prince. Prince? Yeah. Where? Uh, Madison Square Garden. Whoa! That was a good one. Going to the movies or streaming something at home? Streaming something at home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what's a movie you know is bad but enjoy anyway? DC Cab. DC Cab? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very funny answer. Well, you know, it's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Uh... I don't know why. This is with Mr. T? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that came to my head. Starring <laughs> There's a lot else? of them. Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin. Uh, uh, Screenplay uh, by Joel Schumacher. Yeah, the guy who was in uh, uh, Barney Miller, uh, who played Wojo, uh, Max Gale. Let me... Which This is the Wikipedia plot summary of DC Cab. Naive but good-natured young man, Albert Hockenberry... Baldwin, arrives in Washington, D.C. with plans to work for his late father's army buddy, Harold, a owner of the rundown District of Columbia cab company. Aware of the sorry state of his business and from the growing competition from the popular Emerald Cab Company, Harold wants to clean it up but doesn't have the financial means to do so. Complicating matters is the motley group of cab drivers that he has working for him. They all see driving as a dead-end job while they want better lives until Albert inspires them to work as a team. Where does Mr. T fit into this? He's just one of the wacky, uh, one of the wacky drivers. Uh, He's on uh, the poster yeah. here. Well, he was hot at the time. Well, sure. You know. Yeah, this is post, uh, post-Rocky post 3, right? Um, I think it was kind of all around at the same time, when but I think it was post-Rocky 3. But Mr. T didn't 1982, have... the year after. Yes. The year after, his, yeah. His shelf life wasn't, you know, that long as far as, like, when he was, you know, the zeitgeist. The... And the A-team came out in 83 also. So, so yeah, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that was his moment. Yeah. DC Cab was Mr. T's moment. Look, I recommend this movie if you have if you want a good little laugh. Yeah. Uh, not a great, great, great film, but... Uh, <laughs> Bill Maher was in DC Cab. He was another one. Bill Maher? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Another one of the cabbies. We've, we've covered Cosby and Bill Maher today. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> this, this is great. <laughs> Kintad, we have a precious few minutes left. Anything you want to say to our listeners before we go? Uh, just uh, enjoy your day. Have a good life. Don't uh, forget to say hi to your father today if you can. That's Happy right. Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh, Eric Spinsgard. Get those kicks records. Out there. Uh, if you're listening, which I, I'm sorry to say, he's probably not listening, Coley, but uh, hey, that's okay. Happy Father's Day to Eric Svensgard. Thank you for uh, having a name like Eric and then giving me a name like Kintad. <laughs> Kintad, I want to thank you so much for being here. It was really fun to talk to you, and uh, I hope everybody goes and checks out the shows we talked about. Oh yeah, it went by in a flash. It sure did. 
we will we probably won't be back next week uh to be honest uh, it's uh, like i said i got some things i got to take care of uh but uh july 2nd will be the next young person's radio we're gonna pack out july we are not missing a show for the rest of the season uh, so, uh, uh, my birthday show is at the end of July. All right. Uh, so we've got a lot of fun stuff in store. So, uh, we won't see you next week, but we will be back, uh, in, uh, on July 2nd in two weeks from today. This has been Young Persons Radio. I am your host, Colby Smith. Thank you to my guest, Kentad Svensgard, for coming today. Uh, stay tuned for Points of Order. They will be on momentarily. I will see you shortly. Bye!